Today in Canadian history for January 28th, I'm Mark Affeld. It was on this date back in 1916 that Manitoba became the first province in Canada to grant women the right to vote. The remaining provinces were quick to follow suit, except for Quebec, which did not grant women the right to vote until 1940. Nevertheless, women's suffrage in Manitoba was a huge step for democracy in Canada, and it was in no small part due to the efforts of suffragette Nellie McClung. Exactly two years earlier, McClung led a mock parliament in Winnipeg in an effort to gain women the right to vote. And over a decade after women received the right to vote, McClung and four other women, who collectively became known as the Famous Five, successfully petitioned the Canadian government to officially begin recognizing women as persons under Canadian law. McClung led a long career of social activism that covered topics ranging from the advancement of women to temperance to, yes, eugenics. But no matter your opinions of her opinions, it would be almost impossible to deny McClung as one of the most significant figures in the history of Canadian democracy. To learn more, I spoke with Betty Mueller, a historian and a founding member of the Nellie McClung Society. Now, after women received the vote and and, and she and the famous five found success... Uh, McClung didn't stop there, did she? Uh, I'm wondering what other kinds of social activism did she take part in? Uh Well, I think you're absolutely right that her activism was beyond getting the vote. Uh, Of course, she believed in temperance, as many women at that time did, and believed that alcohol really was the root of a lot of evil she saw around her. And the, the kind of evil she was speaking about was the fact that children and women didn't seem to have any rights. Uh, Women could be left without a home if their husband decided to move away and take the children. She, She talked a lot about that sort of thing. I think she began to see the right to vote as a way to um, to right the wrongs in society. I don't think she looked as the right to vote as being... I don't think at first she saw that as being the important thing just so people could have the right to vote and vote uh, equally. I think it was that she saw it would be a way to to fix some of the wrongs she saw in society. And I think that was definitely... Um, uh, nurtured by her time right here in Manitou, um, where of course I'm, I live, uh, because when she moved here as a young teacher, she met her a Sunday school teacher at the beginning, and the Sunday school teacher was Mrs. Annie McClung, and of course she later married uh, Wesley McClung, but Mrs. McClung seems to have been a woman, and I only know her through Nellie's writings, but she seems to have been a woman uh, way ahead of her time. She was petitioning uh, on the streets, going from house to house in the early 1890s, asking for signatures for women to have the vote, and she believed in equality of um, all people and and people's rights to have a decent life. Uh, Nellie mentions that in the McClung household, the boys did the same sort of work as the girls did, and the girls did the same sort of work as the boys did. So it wasn't girls that did the dishes, and the boys went out and carried the water. And she was very, very impressed by her mother-in-law. Uh, she went on once women had the vote and had the vote in, I think, all provinces but one. She went on to take on causes whenever she saw what she thought was an injustice. And I was surprised to learn that uh, Nellie um, wrote letters to the federal government asking them to allow Jewish folks who were fleeing from Germany uh, before World War II into Canada. 
she wrote letters demanding that the Japanese children or the Japanese families not be put in concentration camps or in the um, in camps in in British Columbia, and said at least educate the children if you can't do anything else. She uh, advocated for women to be ordained in the um, Methodist Church to which she belonged, and then, of course, in the United Church before that uh, happened. She worried during World War II that although women had moved into the workforce, that they weren't getting equal pay for equal work. When she was on the board of the CBC, uh, she worried that women weren't... um, allowed to be radio broadcasters the same way men were. So it just seemed that she was willing to take on causes and looked at society as something that she could make better herself. So would you say that, that for McClung, women gaining the right to vote was more of a, a means rather than an end point to, to greater social reform? Oh, I think so. I think it was definitely a means to broader social reform. And I think she was quite disappointed at the beginning that women didn't necessarily flock to the polls because it took a lot of educating for women to realize that they actually could make changes as well. But yes, I, I think her her lifelong activism had to do with um, securing a better life for people that couldn't do that for themselves. I think she probably saw herself as a voice for the voiceless. Today is a day full of Canadian history. In 1976, the Saskatchewan government officially took over the potash industry. Note to self, Joe is from Saskatchewan. Ask him what potash is. And on January 28, 1980, Canadian ambassador to Iran Ken Taylor executed the Canadian caper in which he led the effort to save six Americans who were being held hostage with the help of some fake Canadian passports. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. Now today, Betty Mueller is going to leave us with a great quote from Nellie McClung. I want to leave something behind when I go, some small legacy of truth, some word that will shine in a dark place. And I've always felt she did that.